Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Jamali. Air quality may finally be improving here in the Bay Area, but things are still smoky down in Southern California. That's especially true in the foothill communities of the San Gabriel Valley, where the air quality index has hit 500 this week. That is extremely unhealthy. KCRW's Benjamin Gottlieb reports on how some families are coping. There is a fierce firefight that continues in the Angeles National Forest. That's where fire officials are predicting the Bobcat Fire could smolder for another six weeks. It's already charred over 44,000 acres, and containment is minimal. In cities like Monrovia, directly south of the fire, residents like Tiffany Johnson have been struggling. I have had headaches, like maybe for the past seven days. She lives in the front house of a duplex with her 15-year-old daughter, Emile. Both are indoors all day long. Tiffany working, Emil going to school. It's been waking up with the smell, going to sleep with the smell. So it's basically a 24 hour thing. Um, With school and having to be on the computer, it's a little bit um, unbearing at times because your mind is trying to stay focused on the computer, but then you're also trying to stay focused on your surroundings. Farther to the north, Dana Diatola is taking her family to stay with relatives in San Clemente because the air quality and visibility is so bad at her house. I mean, if this is the future of living in the hills of California, then this is not okay. For now, no lives have been lost, nor homes burned in the Bobcat fire, but it remains unclear when the bad air will dissipate. For the California Report, I'm Benjamin Gottlieb in Monrovia. The Bobcat fire has gotten dangerously close to Mount Wilson. That's the historic observatory. It's surrounded by firefighters and helicopters who are there to defend the structures, which contain scientifically important telescopes. KPCC's Sharon McNary went to see the activity up close. I arrive at Mount Wilson with my N95 smoke mask on, but it turns out it's not the smoke that's the issue. It's the bugs. It's a little bit smoky up here. It's not too bad. But the gnats are ferocious. In fact, if I didn't have this mask on, I'd probably have eaten a few by now. Mount Wilson normally has dozens of school kids touring the historic telescope scattered in buildings across the mountaintop. But instead, there are dozens of firefighters working to keep the fire away. So as I'm walking up this trail, you can see that there have been hose lines laid out so that a water tender truck could roll up and they could get a water supply at high pressure. I'm told the fire is 500 feet below me in the canyon, but it's very smoky and I can't see active flame. I can hear chainsaws, though, as crews cut back trees and brush. They've also set their own strategic backfires, all to deprive the main fire of fuel and slow its advance. The fact that the fire is down in the canyon makes this place particularly vulnerable because fire wants to run uphill, more so when there's a wind to drive it. So I finally reached it. The 60-inch telescope is up to the right, and the 100-inch telescope is straight ahead. 
Both telescopes date to the early 1900s, and they're housed in those iconic round domed buildings with the retractable roof panels. So far, they're undamaged. In a parking lot, firefighters have filled a giant red steel dumpster with water so helicopters can extend long hoses into it and suck up hundreds of gallons of water to douse the flames. The firefighters have kept fire away from this place for several days, but it will be several more before it's really secure. For the California Report, I'm Sharon McNary in Los Angeles. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. 250 Marines and sailors are being sent to Central California to help fight the Creek Fire, which has grown to over 220,000 acres and is now 18 percent contained. The California Report's Alex Hall has more. The Marines and sailors will be involved in what's referred to as mop-up operations, making sure hot spots are fully extinguished, removing hazard trees and other tasks to keep the fire from spreading and reigniting. Nicole Weeman is with U.S. Army North, which helps coordinate military assistance. It also frees up precious resources for the more highly trained, experienced wildland firefighters from those public lands agencies to do the more direct attack on the fires. Alex Olo with the U.S. Forest Service says resources are stretched thin because of the number of fires burning throughout the western United States. We definitely could use the resource. Those military personnel will undergo training at Camp Pendleton before beginning work on the fire line Tuesday. For the California Report, I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. Turning to the election, which is now less than two months away, two high-profile California ballot propositions are facing tough races. KQED's Katie Orr reports on results from a new poll out now. The poll from the Public Policy Institute of California shows a slim majority of likely voters support Proposition 15. It would change how property taxes are assessed on commercial and industrial properties in the state. 51 percent approve, while 40 percent oppose the measure. PPIC President and CEO Mark Baldessari says people are open to closing loopholes, but overall, the state's property tax system is still very popular. Whenever it comes to tax and spending measures, it's complicated for voters and easy for people to say, I'm going to take a pass on this and let the experts figure it out. The proposition to reinstate affirmative action in California is also facing a tough fight. The PPIC poll shows just 31 percent support it. Baldessari says to him, that's the most surprising finding, given the ongoing national conversation on race and equality. I would think that Prop 16 would generate more support. And at this point, two thirds of the voters are either saying they don't know 
or they would vote against it. And that's including Democrats. The poll found strong support for Governor Gavin Newsom, with 60 percent of likely voters approving of him. The same percentage support Democrat Joe Biden in the presidential election. For the California Report, I'm Katie Orr in Sacramento. Governor Gavin Newsom is giving the green light to restaurants in some parts of the state to reopen for limited indoor dining. The industry has been hard hit during the pandemic, losing almost 400,000 jobs in the state since March. Now, as some businesses reopen, those workers are competing for fewer positions. KQED's Farida Javala Romero met a restaurant worker in Oakland who's been unable to get a job. On Tuesday afternoons, Victor Moreno puts on his backpack and walks to a food pantry in Oakland's Fruitvale neighborhood. Workers speaking Spanish hand out paper bags with fresh produce and prepared meals. Moreno proudly describes himself as a hardworking man who's always managed to survive on his own until this pandemic. It wasn't so easy for me to stand in line to get food because I was able to provide for myself in the past. But now, that's the only way that uh, we can stretch the money, pay the rent, and eat. Moreno used to prepare pastries and organic salads for tech workers at fancy offices in downtown San Francisco. But when stay-at-home orders hit, the restaurant where Moreno worked closed and he lost his job. He used his last paycheck to cover rent. And in less than a week, I ended up uh, with probably less than $20 in my pocket. Moreno has lived in the Fruitvale for more than a decade. He's an immigrant from Mexico and doesn't have a family of his own here. But over the years, he's built community through volunteering. It was beneficial for uh, those who I could help. And at the end, even more beneficial for me because I I felt uh, proud, I felt happy, yeah. Now, he's been floored to see how his neighborhood has supported him. He used to cook meals at the same nonprofit where he now gets free food. His eyes tear up remembering the first time Shade Cortez, a friend he met volunteering, dropped 10 bags full of groceries by his door. And I wanted to say something, but I couldn't find the words. I never had anybody bring me food yeah, to my house. That wasn't all. Cortez hid a hundred bucks in a little plastic bag in the carton of eggs so that Moreno could find it later, once she was gone. I knew that if I gave him the money in his hand, he wouldn't take it. So my mom and I came up with the idea of like hiding it in the groceries. Cortez says she and her family have struggled in the past and wanted to help Moreno. So I know it, things can get hard and, you know, you need help from people. At the food bank, Moreno gets his paper bags with groceries. Then he starts walking home. You know, if I was like uh, insecure or um, a little shot in the morning, I'm not anymore. They put a smile on my face and food in my uh, belly. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's a great feeling. He says he wants to work full-time again so he can once more give back to his community. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. And that is the California Report for this Thursday, September 17th, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Thanks for listening.
Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured, open 24 hours a day every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement, and the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.